You're listening to What's Up Social Media, a review of last week's happenings in the social media world with some Trini seasoning. And now, here's your host, Keisha Lewis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. What a week! Facebook pages and groups are undergoing a mini midlife crisis, and Snapchat shakes off declining user numbers to report on what the younger generations are talking about. As you can tell, it's been a quiet week, but still, lots of interesting things are happening. So, let's get started with the updates of the past week. You can now play augmented reality games in Facebook Messenger. You can play with up to six persons at a time. Uh, Two games are available right now, but there are more on stream. Now to be able to play these games, you have to have the latest version of Facebook Messenger. And of course, you can play with, you know, someone, whoever you're chatting with at the time, right? As I said before, up to six persons at the same time. The two games available right now are called Don't Smile and Asteroids Attack. And according to the TechCrunch article, they are described in the following way. Quote, Don't Smile is like a staring contest that detects if you grin and then uses AR, augmented reality, to contort your face into an exaggerated joker smirk while awarding your opponent the win. Asteroids Attack sees you move your face around to navigate a spaceship, avoiding rocks and grabbing laser beam power-ups. You can also take screenshots and share that with your partner that you're chatting with at the same time while you're playing the game. So, you know, check it out. To me, it's it's something that would augment communication between people on Facebook Messenger. From a business sense, uh, it might not have a major use right now unless, you know, you want to use it to um, encourage communication between co-workers as an icebreaker or something, you know, something fun like that. So that's that update. Next update. The Facebook function bar now has a variety of shortcuts. You know that um, bar on top, if you have an Android phone, it's at the top in your Facebook app. So this applies to just mobile apps. This is not for the desktop. So you'll see the bar in Android phone and the bar is at the bottom in your iOS phone. And usually that's where you click to find like notifications, you go back to home. Um, messages etc and well I'm sure a lot of people would have noticed that now when you click on it the the graphic gets nice this nice colorful version but also what you may not have noticed is that the icons that you would see at in that bar um, changes now and it's changing according to what you more often check out so for example um if you are in messages a lot the messages will be there now news feed the news feed icon as the one we go back to home and you see all the um all your stories and posts and whatever 
um, notifications and your menu buttons are standard so everybody has that it's the other buttons that will vary so to quote the social media today article it says facebook is actually showing each user a customized set of shortcuts on the function bar based on their individual activity so if you use marketplace a lot you see a marketplace tab um unquote now of course i will add next example if you use the local um bookmark a lot that will show up in your function bar so right now it's varying according to your activity um, but they are going to make some adjustments in the next few months, years. However, in terms of how that bar will change with time. So that's update number two. Our third update is in LinkedIn. Here they've taken your work experience and they have adjusted how it's presented to the public. Basically, consecutive positions in the same organization is now being collected and presented in one section. So people can get a bird's eye view of what positions you've held within an organization once you've held those positions like one after the other, right? Um, I'll quote the LinkedIn blog, quote, if you've held more than one position at the same organization within one month of each other and they link to the same company page, they're now automatically grouped, unquote. And they have indicated that it will become available globally in the following week. And our last update this week has to do with Pinterest. Now, this one is would probably be more of interest to larger brands, but it's still something that you can consider. Um, Pinterest now shows videos. Now, Pinterest has this two-column format where you have your pins lined up in two columns on your either your mobile app or your well in your mobile app. In desktop, it's more spread out. And of course, before you could have shown videos, um, but they would have fit with they they would have fit within the same that same width. Um, but they've also been rolling out maximum width videos, which means that they cross the two column um format. They're right across the screen, so when they show up on your phone, it takes up the entire screen. It can it pulls the attention of the user completely. And of course, you know, as expected, that has been shown to increase engagement. So Pinterest, um, they have ruled out that option to people. And they, um, they, in addition to um, ruling this out in their blog, they also gave some tips on how to maximize this feature for, for increased engagement and so on. So that's your uh, those are your updates for this week. And now let's look at the major news of the week. So we talked about the business page and groups uh, midlife crisis. Well, what's been happening is that Facebook pages and Facebook groups have been undergoing some major shifts in their role and their purpose. You know, we all uh, um, well starting with the business page. Uh, most of us that are involved in Facebook are very aware of how much the um, engagement, the reach of your page has dropped over time. So what seems to be happening is that Facebook, in light of that, is now trying to redefine the business page. According to the Te a TechCrunch article, I, I quote, 
Facebook is trying to redefine business pages not as just a mouthpiece for marketing through newsfeed, but a destination for customers. Uncool. And what's so ironic about this is that just last week in episode three of this podcast in my interview with Shahad, um, Shahad Ali, he pointed out this exact same thing. He indicated that from what he's observed, Facebook pages are now like websites. They're now being used as websites. They're being used by people to check out local businesses, to read the recommendations, read reviews, and determine, okay, do I want to come to this business place, etc. So if you haven't heard that episode as yet, I would strongly suggest you go and take a listen. It's episode three of season two of this podcast, the interview with Shahad Ali. Um, but just to continue, the there are many changes, there are many shifts that were made with um, business pages. And um, just to list maybe one or two of them with more details and show notes, etc. Um, I'll give two examples. One is that they're making a major shift towards prioritizing business functions, like making an appointment. So in other words, now a page becomes, again, like a website where you can go and do actual business utility. And of course, there's greater prominence given to recommendations from friends, and reviews and now reviews you can't just put like three stars and four stars you have to write a comment of at least 25 characters long so uh, the idea is to increase the quality of the reviews being presented or being provided and of course there are many other versions of this sorry, of course there are many other um, steps that were taken to make the shift to use facebook pages but um, those are the two major ones so that's Facebook pages. The the whole modus operandi of what a Facebook page is and what it what is its function is now changing. And so we continue with the mini midlife crisis with Facebook groups, where it's not as bad. Groups still functioning as as always, but now you can use groups to find mentors and or find mentees, right? And um, I'll quote from the Facebook newsroom about this new development. Quote, today we're bringing mentorship to Facebook groups to make it easier for people who want help achieving their goals to connect with others in their community who have the experience or expertise to help. So for now, this facility is available to groups focused on parenting as well as personal and professional development. And as described in the Facebook newsroom piece, um, this is a program that the group admin sets up. And if, if you're a member of the group, so if you're a member of the group, you can then be matched with a mentor or a mentee, right? Um, and the group admin will be functioning as the matchmaker. They will be ones who pair people, bring people together. Once the pairs come together, they introduce, they connect, they decide to go ahead with this mentorship um, relationship that then becomes between them and the communication is private between them um, and but they still get you know guidance there's a guided program that encourages them to check in weekly and so on um, the Facebook newsroom piece spells out these steps really well um, one thing to note though 
you must be at least 18 years old to be able to participate in this kind of a program. Now for Snapchat. Now even while Snapchat is currently dealing with a decline in user numbers, although interestingly their revenue has actually increased. So whatever numbers they have, they're making really good use of it. Well, they're making better use of it in terms of monetizing the users that they do have. And they're still very popular amongst the younger people. Um, as I, I reference again the interview I had with Shahad last week, you know, from his observations, yeah, Facebook is for old people. If you want to reach the younger people, you have to use platforms like Instagram and Snapchat. That those are still the platforms that they depend upon. And in light of that, Snapchat this week released the latest version of their audience insights report called Snapchatter. And there they listed like key topics, trends that are, you know, of interest to the younger generation that use their platform. Now, of course, given it's the younger generation, don't expect, you know, heavy duty, you know, major, you know, topics like the meaning of life or stuff like that. Um, the majority of the trends were based on a U.S. audience. They included things like, you know, new slang, like drinking and stummy. Um, and most of the trending topics fell within the category of like the latest movie or music release. However, interestingly, National Cousins Day was a major trend as well. Globally, trending topics included World Cup, of course, 4th of July, and Imran Khan, given that he won, um, given his um, political victories in Pakistan in the past month. Interestingly, the young people are quite interested in something like that. Hmm, interesting. Something to think about. And that's basically it for Snapchat. Now, those are the major news we had this week. Next week, I'll, I'll be looking at a major debate that's emerging concerning email marketing versus the use of Messenger apps like Facebook Messenger, especially with the use of chatbots. That's next week's theme. And that's it for this week. So, people have a great rest of week. I'll see you next episode, episode 5. Have a great one. Be safe. Bye. Music was Back to Summer by Nexlo on SoundCloud.